0: Yourself, or you'll be arrested. What? I was like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know.
1: So usually, you get courtesy calls before you get arrested. For I
0: something. know, and I'm like, I've paid all my bills. I have no out- nothing outstanding. What in the heck is happening right now? So I just ignore them and then pray that the government doesn't come after me. Hi, Dave. Hi.
1: Try. <laughs> Part of a burger. This one is Korean. Oh wow, I just got hit with like a wave of smoke. <laughs> this one's Korean barbecue and this one's something in French. Ah, poo. Let's try the French one. I was told that by the good. guy, it's like a pepper and garlic something another, I don't know. Mmm! Fair says it looks good. It looks really Thanks. good. Ooh, you should try it with the pickle mustard. We found pickle mustard from Trader Joe's. We haven't opened it yet. I'm very curious about it.
0: Like a yellow mustard or like a honey mustard?
1: It looks like, yeah, it looks like a classic yellow mustard. And I guess mm. it is supposed to taste like pickles too. So it could be good on a burger.
0: Yeah, or I'm a hot curious.
1: dog.
0: Mm-hmm. But I don't know what else people put mustard on, so.
1: I know, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> Especially if you want a combined mustard and pickle. Flavor. Mm.
0: I have tried mustards and mustard and fries though. I was really oh, yeah, desperate yeah. once and I didn't have any ketchup yet because I had just moved, so I didn't like have ketchup, but I somehow had mustard and I was like, I guess I'll just put mustard on the fries just to mm. see. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> ketchup is definitely better, like, but
1: right. I, th- I like doing that more with sweet potato fries. Mm. I feel like the like tanginess of the mustard works better. Yeah, but like sometimes with normal fries, I like mix ketchup and mustard together. I don't know; <laughs> it doesn't taste amazing, but it's kind of better than just mustard by itself. Fries. Yes.
0: So, who's going first this week? Uh, <laughs> Is me, it you? It's you? Okay.
1: Yes, I now I basically remember because I like think of the previous episode's um, title. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like whatever um, story was first in the title, so that's like one way now I... So I'm like, yes, yours was first. Right, okay, so you that's
0: go first this time. time.
1: <laughs> also, welcome back to episode 22 A Boy with a Terror already. I'm one of your hosts, Danielle.
0: And I'm your other host, Sandra.
1: And yeah, I don't know, we were just talking randomly about... <laughs> It led to like to sketchy telemarketer calls and then pickle mustard.
0: <laughs> yeah, we definitely hit a lot of different topics in the span of like a few minutes there. But it was really good to see you this past weekend. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say I feel like we have less like catch up talk to- <laughs> and catch
0: <ketchup> mustard. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have less like to catch up on because we just saw each other over the weekend yeah. at my bridal shower slash which, couples shower
0: yeah, which <laughs> was fun it was a lot of fun
1: yeah it was good I, the building was cool it was like a um used to be a library from the 1800s maybe uh oh we were talking about the year on the building outside but now i forget i think I it was, think like it was
0: 18, like 1899 something.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So there are, like, these, like, green marble columns, and there's this bar area where, like, the taps for the beer look like hardcover books. So there are, like, all these little cute details that I thought uh, was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it was, like, a smaller thing, but it was... There were definitely a lot of people I hadn't seen in a few years so it was nice to like talk to everyone and but I definitely I don't know if you got this but kind of midway through I felt like I was getting like social fatigue Mm -hmm. just from not having any kind of party or gathering with more than a handful of people recently like halfway through I I just felt like oh my god I feel like this weird like I don't know, almost like I reached my capacity of talking to people
0: for the day. Yeah. I definitely like when I got home, because your lovely parents, who I love so much, they're amazing, um, were kind enough to drive me home because my dad lives like really close to her yeah. family. So yeah, so they basically dropped me off. I went inside the house, I like threw on my pajamas and I ordered oh, yeah. Duchess on Grubhub, and it oh, was my amazing. God, that's so funny.
1: <laughs> I love on
0: <laughs> And for those Aww. of you who don't know, Duchess is like McDonald's or Burger King, but it's only in Connecticut. Yeah. And that was like my childhood growing up. We'd get Duchess like once a week or every other week. And it's so good. Mm. So that was my like treat on Saturday night. So yeah, I ordered. And then I ordered Dairy Queen because I found that on Uber Eats. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so funny yeah i haven't checked what is um on the apps like yeah where we grew up
0: basically it's like mcdonald's a few diners duchess oh um dairy queen and like other like random places right like super duper weenie also delivers oh my god um, <laughs> <laughs> which i did order last summer and it was good it was okay um mm-hmm. But, yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Super Duper Weenie is, like, a well-known hot dog place. Um, there's only, like, I think two in the state of Connecticut, and they're really, really good. I so. knew
1: someone who worked there, and she'd always say that she was, like, paid under the table and made it sound like this, like, oh, she? I'm so bad. But it, she was, like, a high school student, so I think that's kind of normal for a yeah. waitress. But
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think, so. um... I want to say like one of my sister's like old teachers or something like owned it or knew the owner, hmm. but I don't know. I'll have to ask my mom because she would know. But yeah, so that was like one of the highlights of my weekend because I never, whenever I go and visit my dad, we always like have homemade dinners, which are good. But sometimes you're just like, I really just want like Duchess or Dairy Queen and I could order it So because my dad was, wasn't there. So yeah. Anyway, but it, yeah, that was that was fun. And then coming back up on Sunday was like crazy because it always is on traveling, but it was calmer than going down. So.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> I didn't have that issue the second time.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that can lead into the OI of the week. If yeah, it's that's one of them.
0: I, I have like several that I'm like, let choose from.
1: Is it so, good? I haven't had it Dave keeps asking if I want to try food. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Have you ever had dinner yet?
1: No, I I had um, so we got like a bunch of random frozen things, and now we're doing this thing where like, uh, we go to like Whole Foods and just grab some stuff from the prepared aisle deli section. And it's super easy for like lunches and dinners. Mm-hmm. So we like Dave picked up some groceries, and then we realized we like were running out of the room of the freezer from the freezer so i like had this um almond flour pizza thing and then dave wanted burgers so like he just finished doing his burgers now so yes that sounds good
0: i had um i had breakfast for dinner i had scrambled Mm. eggs and some eggo waffles and it was delicious
1: we got waffles too (laughs) i don't i like forget about how that's like such a big thing frozen waffles it's like we haven't had this in forever we should like Get some, <laughs> and I
0: like surprisingly had syrup in like, uh, my pantry, and I was like, "This is a sign that I should have waffles." For yeah.
1: <laughs> so, what
0: flavor? Original. Just, uh, the home style, so just like the original, like fluffy. They were good. What does that mean,
1: home <laughs> style? Because like, yeah, I saw that when I was when we were looking at what waffles to get. That was an option, like home style.
0: It's just like I think it's just a fancy word for like regular. Like, okay. it's not like blueberry or chocolate or yeah, like yeah, yeah. nature, it's like just like regular old waffles. I don't know, they just huh. say homestyle, and I'm just like, because like, I also don't know what the difference between like buttermilk pancakes. And homestyle I was just gonna is. ask,
1: it's not buttermilk, yeah, then it, yeah, then it would say buttermilk.
0: I don't know. Um, I would reach out to Ego and just send them an email and be like, Can you explain homestyle, please?
1: Well, this, um. <laughs> I forget what brand. I think it was like Nature's Path or something like that. And they had a mm-hmm. homestyle kind too. And I was like, I have no idea. It just looks like a picture of a waffle. So <laughs> I'm not. So then I went with chocolate chip. Nice. <laughs> but it's like, I know yeah. what this means.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> they also have like, Ago's has like the weirdly like bigger waffles now that you can oh. get. But I don't think they'll fit in my toaster. So I'm like, I'll just stick with homestyle. <laughs>
1: Wait, Dave, No, I do want to try it. <laughs> he looked sad when I said no.
0: Aww. Poor Dave the intern.
1: Like if he was a dog, his tail would have went between <laughs> his legs. Mm-hmm. Dave! Which one?
0: This is Korean barbecue and this is the French one.
1: Where's the mustard? They both have
0: mustard. <laughs> and also a secret ingredient.
1: Love.
0: No, two secret ingredients. <laughs> I hope the microphone's picking up the chewing sounds as you're thinking about it.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I really got like the pickle taste mm. from it. Yeah, not like I got pickle. more. Did you put like jalapeno on I did. it? Yeah, I feel like I got that more. I Even mean, if you maybe bite over here, I it's might just low, need to like get a dab of it. Oh, that's the mustard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It kind of just tastes like kind of briny. Mm. I was expecting more of like a strong pickle. Mm. Trader Joe can only do so much. Do you taste it? Yeah. The pickle? No. Mm. Yeah, it's like very like subtle.
0: Huh.
1: I don't know, but he also put jalapenos on it, so that kind of like is stronger. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm done eating.
1: <laughs> now I have mustard on my finger.
0: And you have no napkin tea.
1: <laughs> I have my papers. <laughs> okay. Do you need to
0: get up and get a
1: napkin? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm dabbing my hand on my notes. Okay, that's um, good. Leave me to my ruin.
0: <laughs> so I guess in the meantime, I'll start with the OI of the week. <laughs> Well, you figure out your notes. <laughs> oh man, I have so many to choose from. I have, guess I'd have to say it's like a smaller OI of the week than I think what I was expecting to talk about. But so I'm in the process of like trying to get to the RMV, which for those of you who live outside of Mass, it's the DMV. But Mass is weird and they calls it the RMV. That's just point number one. <laughs> to get, like, a new license, like, a mass license because I have my Connecticut one and it's expiring Mm -hmm. soon. And I'm like, I should really have a mass license. Yeah. (laughs) So I've lived here for, like, five years. do it. So I went online and I booked the appointment and they were like, okay, you can start, like, doing what you need to do, fill out the paperwork and stuff or, like, online if you choose to so you don't have to do it when you get there. Okay, cool. So I fill everything out and I get to the very end. And at the end, it's, like, telling you, like, your charges, like – $35 for a new license and then it says road test $55 and I was like I don't need to do a road test I just need to transfer my license so I quickly like just got out of the mass website Mm -hmm. and I was like I'll deal with this later but like at the same time I was like I almost just paid for a road test I don't need a road test yeah so that was weird
1: yeah, I, I just had to do that a few months ago, I had to switch my license over mm-hmm. and license plate and everything. Yeah, and um, yeah, I guess that wasn't the right form, because nope. I had to do all that as well. <laughs> no, but it is convenient, like how they have it online. Yeah, it's like, I had to go twice, because the first time I went, I forgot paperwork for the license plate, or I don't know, there was something that was missing. So the first time I went, I didn't do like, I didn't totally fill out all the paperwork online. So then Mm -hmm. I went there and they basically give you a number like at a deli and I had to wait there for like basically an hour, even though I already made an appointment online. Mm -hmm. The second time I went, I made sure I filled everything out online and when I got there, she was, like, she looked something up, the person that was, like, checking people in. And she was, like, oh, yeah, you did it online. She, like, she literally let me skip a line of people. So yeah. I recommend doing everything online. And you still have to make an appointment, but apparently yeah. you're able to get in quicker that way. Yeah.
0: So I mean, I have the appointment, which is good. I just need to actually, like just do it the thing I'm just trying to figure out like what I did wrong so I don't accidentally sign up for a road test because
1: I know I I definitely didn't see that when I was filling. it must have been like a new driver thing or like related to a new
0: yeah I don't know why I would
1: say that that doesn't make sense
0: because I would I would fail that road test in a minute I haven't like done parallel parking in like 10 years like I kind of remember how to do like three-point turns so like yeah no
1: Yeah. It would, maybe it, would it was not like a
0: well. like
1: new license thing. Like not just like I think the it was called something like transferring an out of state license. Something like that. But I forgot the exact wording of the form.
0: Yeah. So but. hopefully the next time I try to do it, which will probably be like tomorrow, it goes there. Right. So that was my o of the week mm-hmm. of <laughs> I almost accidentally signed up to take another road test when I yeah. did. So, yeah, that was mine. Okay.
1: Um, I don't know. I guess my oil of the week is, like, I don't know. I'm sick of, like, traveling. I'm kind of doing, like, Connecticut. Before COVID, it was once a month to visit my parents, but now I feel like it's, like, becoming a chore just because of wedding things, and I'm, like, getting sick of it next month. Luckily, I was able to switch one appointment. But before I switched one appointment, I basically the plan was to have to go to Connecticut three weekends in a row, and like from where I live in Massachusetts to there, it's basically with like light traffic, maybe three hours. So like once a month is okay, but three weekends in a row—it's
0: <laughs> a, a lot. It's like yeah, it's like eighteen hours. <laughs>
1: And, like, I like seeing my parents and catching up, but, yeah, it d- it feels like it's, like, literally just, like, a chore. Errand, I have to check off a list, and it's, like, that's not fun or a good feeling when the point is to, like, go to visit your mm-hmm. family, and I don't know, so, I, like, that was just, like, becoming a lot, but luckily I was able to switch one appointment, so now I only have to do two weekends in a row, so that's I'm happy good. about that, but... Yeah, I don't know. Just like driving back from the bridal shower was kind of like, uh, I don't want to have to do this like twice next month, but whatever. It's like the wedding is almost here. So it should be less of a pain and everything after. But... Well, you
0: only you only have flowers in the hair appointment, right?
1: And a, which I'm happy about, because initially they didn't do this before. We're doing another, a private tasting with the castle.
0: Nice. Before
1: COVID, they just had like these like kind of public tastings. Like it would be almost like a, I don't remember, like 50 people would go and they would have a tasting like that for some reason. They never had private ones, but it seems like they kind of figured out how to do that last year slash this year. So yeah, that'll be good. We literally, oh, an- another disadvantage with doing like the group tasting was that you couldn't actually tell them what exactly you wanted for your menu. It mm-hmm. was just like they had these dishes and like, that was it. That was all you had to taste. But now with a private one, we can actually get really specific and everything. So that'll be good.
0: That would be like my favorite part of planning a wedding and <laughs> like the cake tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, I have seriously thought about, like, just getting a friend and just pretending to be, like, an engaged couple just <laughs> so I could go to bakeries to taste, mm-hmm. like, to taste cakes. That's
1: funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are fun parts to it, I
0: guess, but,
1: yeah. Yeah, you could always do that. They're not gonna, like, ask for proof
0: right <laughs> it's like where's your ring oh right.
1: this?
0: Um, we, this was just spur of the moment we don't yeah. have a ring yet
1: <laughs> and you do the tasting before you nail down the bakery so it's mm-hmm. not like you have to say yes to them even if you're doing the tasting you could right. literally just do the tasting and like walk away
0: so i've thought about it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely like been like, who can I rope into this? But I feel like all of my friends are like too nice and they would feel guilty.
1: (laughs) Just like one weekend when you're like super bored, like I have no idea what to do. This is what I'll do.
0: Yeah. Who's around to go with me on a fake cake tasting?
1: (laughs) I would do it. I don't know. At this point, I'm like annoyed and mad at like the wedding industry. So I feel like I want to mess up (laughs) The rules. I don't know. I'm, like, done with weddings forever. I understand that. So, yeah, I don't care anymore. I want to see the world burn.
0: That's very dark for you. (laughs) You want to see the world burn or just, like, the wedding world burn?
1: Yeah, I don't know. If I have to try on my wedding dress one more time,
0: (laughs) then that's it. I still... I still have to try my bridesmaid's dress to see how much it needs to be, like, hemmed. reminds me I need to ask you a question about the bridesmaid's dress.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But I'll do that after.
1: Yes, it does come with a sparkling matching
0: boa. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I
1: don't know. I don't
0: know. Yay. (laughs) Something to make it more fun. (laughs) Something else for me to almost trip on. Yay. I feel like like <laughs> Leslie would show up with a boa for some reason.
1: Maybe while she's giving like the toast later on in the night for some reason, she's just wearing a boa.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really like I would not be surprised. Yeah. Like Leslie, Michaela, or Amanda, I would I would not be surprised. <laughs>
1: They'd somehow be like, oh, uh, I'm wearing this because of this one time at Champlain, dot, dot, Mm -hmm. dot. Yep.
0: It's like, okay.
1: Especially (laughs) Leslie. She has like the best memory. She does. She has a
0: very good memory.
1: Uh, Boas. (laughs) Maybe I'll get
0: you a boa now. (laughs)
1: Oh my god. The only time I've worn one was for Halloween costumes. Maybe yeah. a dance costume, I don't know, but maybe. they're very itchy.
0: They are. I've worn them maybe at like for like other weddings when they have like the costume, like if they do like a costume thing. Oh, I've okay. worn them for that. So, but they are. They're so itchy. I don't. I don't understand why they're so. like Why people find them fun? Because they're so itchy. I know. So the only thing I know from your hints. Yeah. It's like, yes, it was murder. (laughs) That's it.
1: And I said yes.
0: (laughs) But it's not in Boston this week.
1: So So it's not too scary, I guess. Whenever I do, like, something creepy that's around Boston, you're like,
0: no. (laughs) It's only because I try not to think of Boston's creepy, creepy history.
1: So, yeah, I will rotate those also there are i feel like so many stories like (laughs) i can't do just a boston yeah crime i mean i guess you could but i want to do different areas
0: anyway so yeah no definitely (laughs) it's just it's funny every time you pick boston i'm always like oh no
1: right (laughs) so yeah this one literally i had one crime in mind this is it's a state in the u.s Mm -hmm. So when I was thinking of this state, I had one crime in mind, but I forget the name of the crime and exactly when it happened. I feel like it was maybe the 50s. So I definitely want to do that later, I guess, for another episode. But when I was Googling, so it's in Hawaii. Oh, yay. (laughs) So I was Googling Hawaii crimes and this one popped up and it was pretty interesting and didn't sound familiar to me. Mm hmm. But and it's also unsolved, okay. so that like piqued my interest.
0: Does Dave know about it?
1: Yes. Well, he didn't before I
0: told him. Okay. I don't,
1: like I told him the title of what I was doing, but I don't think he knew about it beforehand.
0: Okay, cool. So I don't know. I just like to stump Dave occasionally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Oh yeah, he did seem intrigued. The photo you sent me was of a train car. Mm-hmm. So when I showed it to Dave, he was like, "Hmm, what could this be?"
0: he'll probably know what it is
1: he didn't know the Chillingham Castle one okay so
0: yay score one for me
1: um so yes I'm doing the Honolulu Strangler Hawaii is considered to be one of the safer states but there's one grisly murder case from more than 30 years ago that still baffles locals so as I mentioned, it's unsolved. But it seems like they had a suspect that mm-hmm. sounded like he fit the profile, but all the evidence they had was circumstantial. So they couldn't really they didn't have enough to go off of. Mm-hmm. But basically after besides this one sus suspect, they didn't have anyone else. So either the guy moved away from Hawaii, maybe he was just, like, visiting there, but police, I mean, I'll talk about this later on, but police, like, maintain, they think it was a local person or someone that lived in the area, so it's kind mm-hmm. of like a who done it type thing.
0: And it's from 30 years ago? Yes,
1: it started in the 80s. Okay. So the first victim of the Hawaiian strangler was 25-year-old Vicki Gale Purdy. She was a petite blonde who was known to be headstrong. Oh, also, I may pronounce some names of places wrong. I'm not sure. <laughs> some seem easy to pronounce, but others I'm not sure about, so hopefully everything sounds okay. <laughs> so, Vicki Gale Purdy was the first victim. She lived in an area of Hawaii called Milani with her husband, Gary, who was stationed in Hawaii as a helicopter pilot for the U.S. Army. Vicky was originally from North Carolina, and in her free time she would frequent nightclubs with her friends and her husband, Gary. On this particular Wednesday night, Gary was expecting his wife home by 9 p.m. after she was dancing at went er, after she went dancing I guess, not performing at a nightclub in Waikiki on May 29, 1985. Vicky was dropped off by a taxi driver near her car, which she had parked at the Shorebird Hotel. Vicky did not come home that night. Gary started paging his wife and found Vicky's car in the parking lot of the Shorebird Hotel. So 1985, people were paging each other. Vicky was found the next day at Kahe or Kehi Lagoon with her hands bound behind her back. Her shoes were missing and she had none of her personal items on her person she had also been sexually assaulted and strangled. Police believed her body was dumped there after she was killed. Vicky's husband, Gary, was a chief warrant officer with the 24th Aviation Battalion. He was a tall man at 6 feet tall and weighed 165 pounds. But he fe- he felt that Vicky would have put up a fight and apparently one said that he that vicky quote knocked the shit out of him during an argument they had so he always maintained that he thought that it would take two people to do something to his wife Mm -hmm. so he always thought that it must have been two people but from my research like and i didn't read anything about um police saying that so i don't know it's kind of interesting maybe it was two people And also, when they found Vicky's car, they noticed a new dent on it. And Vicky's husband also thought that the killer or killers were likely connected to her job. She was working at an adult video rental store. And there were actually rumors that two women were stabbed to death a few years earlier at the store. So that's why her husband thinks that there could have been something unsavory going on, like maybe sketchy customers or something. And it could have been like somehow connected with the store she worked at. The second victim of the Honolulu Strangler was Regina Sakamoto. She was waiting for the city bus to get to high school on January 14th, 1986, a year after Vicky's murder. She, I guess, was late and missed her normal school bus. So she called her boyfriend at 7.15 a.m. to tell him she would be arriving late to school. Regina was never seen alive again. Her body was found at the same lagoon as Vicky, and it was a few feet offshore near an access road. She was also partially nude, Her hands were bound in a similar fashion to the first victim. She was sexually assaulted and she was 17 years old. So she was the youngest victim. Um, Two weeks after this, Denise, Denise Hughes was a 21 year old secretary for a telephone company who would take a bus to get to work. She was found raped, bound and strangled similarly to the first two victims She was found along Monolua or Luau stream by three fishermen on February 1st and her body was identified on February 6th. She was um, clothed and was wrapped in blue tarp. Her hands were bound and she was sexually assaulted and strangled. In a similarity to the first victim, Vicky, Denise Hughes was also married to a military man and Denise and Regina were both last seen at a bus stop. On January 5th, 1986, the police formed a 27-person task force to investigate the killings. The killer was now being referred to as the Honolulu Strangler or the Honolulu Rapist. On February 13th, Honolulu put two-way radios on its buses, and this gave bus drivers the opportunity to call for help if they were to see anything suspicious. So I guess four women were abducted at bus stops, and two were murdered during this time. Wow. So then the next victim was 25-year-old Louise J. Medeiros on March 26, 1986. So it sounds like the task force and the radios were not able to help Louise... She went missing on March 26th and was living with, it said, beach people. So I didn't know what that meant. I looked up beach people. I looked at beach people Hawaii. And I couldn't find anything. So the only thing I could think was maybe like something like nomads. Probably. Maybe just people who lived on beaches or near beaches.
0: Probably equivalent to (laughs) a beach bum, I guess.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's like a local term or something, but I couldn't really find anything on it when I was looking it up. So I guess uh, Louise was also three months pregnant when she was murdered. She had returned home to the reading of her mother's will. Her mother recently passed away, so she went home uh, to where her family was for the reading of her mother's will the day before she disappeared. She caught a red-eye back to Oahu and told her family she'd be taking a bus from the airport back to her house, but it seems like that never happened. Louisa's decomposing body was found on April 2nd, 1986, near Waikili Stream. Road workers spotted her body underneath a freeway overpass. Her hands were bound behind her back and she was partially nude. The police then decided to set up a sting operation where police women were planted near Honolulu International Airport in Kehi Lagoon. So this leads to the next victim, Linda Pesci, on April 29th, 1986. Linda was last seen by her roommate on April 29th. She was expected late at home that evening because of a work meeting. When she did not show up to work the next day, her roommate reported her as missing. Her car, a light blue Toyota, was spotted near Hayhee Lagoon with its hazard lights flashing. Then, strangely, in early May, a man named Howard Andrew Gay, who was 43, decided to call the police with a tip. He said that a psychic told him where to find Linda's body. He brought the police to Sand Island, but not to the same exact spot of her body. Her body was actually found on May 4th off of a dirt road on Sand Island. Police quickly found a connection with Linda and the previous murders. Her hands were tied behind her back and she was partially covered by dirt and debris. But I guess a unique detail about Linda's... Situation was that a cement block was placed on her back for some reason. And Linda was 36 years old. So as I mentioned earlier, some of the other women were abducted at bus stops. Um, It's a possibility that Linda was at a bus stop because her car broke down. And police actually think that the killer caused a minor accident intentionally trying to hit her car to have a breakdown like he did with his first victim, Vicky. Witnesses reported seeing a man driving a van that parked near her car. The FBI at this point put together a profile for the Honolulu Strangler. He was thought to be of either Caucasian or a mixed ancestry, likely in the 30 to 40 age range. He drove a cargo van and likely lived or worked in an area between Sand Island and Waipahu. The FBI also thought that the killer was likely having marital or relationship issues with his partner and probably did not have any previous criminal charges. After Linda's murder, the police put up roadblocks so they could easily question any commuters going by. Police- Zeroed in on one man in particular, Arthur Gay. Arthur had a military background and was stationed at George Air Force Base, now closed. He received an honorable discharge in 1985. He had different types of jobs, which fluctuated between being a telephone line man, a delivery driver, and a mechanic. So Arthur was arrested for the murder of Linda Pesci on May 9th, 1986. Linda had actually written down Arthur's name and phone number on a notepad at her desk on the same day that she disappeared. He apparently was a potential customer. Arthur drove a van for his company and his age and race matched the profile laid out by the FBI He was divorced, and he had no previous criminal record. He was working in the same area. Um, His ex-wife and his girlfriend provided potentially incriminating information about him. They told police that they both engaged, the ex-wife and girlfriend, both engaged in bondage activity with Arthur where he would tie their hands behind their backs while they are having sex. Also, apparently, his girlfriend said that when they would get in fights, he would leave the house on the same nights that the murders happened. Gary was interrogated, but apparently failed a polygraph test. So because of this, and because they didn't really have any strong evidence to back up their theories, I guess, Mm -hmm. They released Gary, but he was still kept under police surveillance for years after this. Gary told the media that the police had good cause to arrest him, but it was all based on circumstantial evidence. And Gary later died on November 2nd, 2003, at the age of 60. So some stats on the killings. The youngest victim was 17. The reign of terror lasted for 335 days. The shortest amount of time between killings was 16 days, and the case is still considered unsolved. There was a $25,000 reward set by private businesses for any information on the killer, but no other leads were discovered. This is actually considered Hawaii's first serial killing, It was apparent that the murders were not premeditated, it seems, and the killer simply noticed women who were by themselves and took advantage of an opportunity to attack uh, vulnerable women. And also, in another weird, interesting tidbit, two months after Gary was released, a woman came forward saying she saw a man with Linda Pesci... On the night she was killed, and she actually went to the police station and picked Gary out of a lineup. Or not Gary. Wait, I said Gary. I think I meant Arthur. Yeah, I think her name is Arthur Gay, but then at one point I changed it to Gary. Yeah, I think this is the same person. I think it's just Arthur. Yeah, Arthur was arrested. Whoops. So whenever I was saying Gary before, I meant Arthur. <laughs> So, so yeah, this woman said she saw a man with Linda on the night she was killed and went to the police station and she actually picked Arthur out of the lineup, but she was nervous about, uh, consenting to be a witness in the courtroom because she was worried about her safety.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that could have been the, like what the police needed just to have more evidence if she did that. Yeah. (sighs) But... So, yeah, that's a Honolulu strangler.
0: Wow. I'm just kind of, like, I guess... I'm trying to think of when they started to do, like, rape kits and comparing, like, DNA and all that. I know. I don't think that was until, like, the 90s when that really... Yeah. I
1: I feel like it was either... Yeah, it definitely wasn't, like, mid-80s. It could have been maybe late 80s or early 90s, I think. But, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder why... Because I have heard of, like, cases that were closed, Mm -hmm. especially involving sexual assault, where they kind of reopen it later. And I think if they still have any kind of DNA, they can still somehow test that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I
1: didn't see anything about, like, DNA getting tested, really.
0: Or even just to to compare that it was, like, the same guy.
1: I know. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's a good point. But I was also wondering... Apparently, the FBI thought for sure that the guy had no criminal previous criminal record. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering that, too. Maybe they thought that because they did somehow test something and it didn't match anything in their database mm-hmm. with DNA they had for people who were previously arrested. But, maybe. I mean, they did arrest Gary, so they must have got some kind of DNA when they... Mm-hmm. Er- arthur (laughs) so they must have had some kind of dna when they arrested him so Mm -hmm. yeah they should have been able to test that later on
0: yeah i'm just surprised um because that's what they would do now they would test the DNA between the victims to see if it matches like all the the semen or whatever matches and then they at least like know it's the one guy and it's not like multiple people yeah i
1: know it's like Was it Arthur because he did die 2003 or was it someone else who might be alive Mm -hmm. because it happened in the 80s so it was 30 years ago and they think the guy was in his 30s or 40s so he could still be alive if it was someone else.
0: Also the fact that like you are on Hawaii you are surrounded by water why would you leave a victim on a beach or leave them like in a lagoon like I I would have just like. Not saying that, like, I've ever thought of murder, but, like, it's kind Mm -hmm. of like uh, you want to be found and you, like, kind of taunt the police by just leaving them, like, on a beach. Because they could have easily just, like, rented a boat and, like, thrown them overboard and no one would know.
1: Even lagoons have bodies of water. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it sounds like he just dumped them. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was just, like... If the police were right and the they were killed somewhere else, maybe he literally just like threw them out and yeah. didn't really bother to try to hide anything. Yeah. Which makes it even worse. But
0: Yeah. Or maybe he was just like sloppy and he didn't think it through or something. But Yeah. I don't know. That's just my thought of like you're on an island.
1: Surrounded by water. I don't
0: know. Why would you jump them on a beach?
1: Volcano
0: mm-hmm yeah so, but no that was interesting i've never heard of it like i've never mm. heard of like the honolulu what was it the honolulu strangler strangler Hmm. oh well, it's interesting i hope maybe one day they'll be able to like reopen it if anything no. to give like closure to the poor woman that were killed
1: yeah yeah, because they all were actually living there. So they probably still have relatives or know people or other mm-hmm. yeah, people who probably know them that live there
0: still. Yeah. So. Sad. Sad. I guess. <laughs>
1: so yours is this about is, a train.
0: Mine is about a train. And like Danielle, I apologize for my pronunciation. Because my story takes place in Sweden. So... okay. It takes in Stockholm. So I do apologize for any mispronunciation um, of my story. So the story that I chose this week is... It's called the Silver Pylon. So it's Stockholm Spooky Ghost Train. Hmm. So the legend of the Silver Pylon or Silver Arrow, as it translates to, actually goes back to the 1960s when the Stockholm Metro purchased eight trains that were made out of aluminum. And the material at the time was standard enough, but most of the Stockholm Metro cards were actually painted green. So the uh, transit authorities decided to leave these bare, which kind of made them like stand out from the rest of the cars. But it wasn't the only thing that made the train seem unusual. The interiors were also laid out a little bit differently and they were actually missing like the usual graffiti and advertisements. So it was soon after that, that the legend was born, that for Stockholm's commuters, that any component of public infrastructure that is so pure and so unblemished and so perfect must have been a ghost. So according to the legend, the train's de- destination was an e- was um, equally unsettling, a totally abandoned station that's known as, I'm going to pronounce this so wrong, Kymlinje, K-Y-M-L-I-N-G-E. K-Y-M-L-I-N-G-E. Um, in Stockholm, there's a saying that loosely translates to, only did only the dead get off at Kymlinje. As the story goes, once you board the Silver Arrow, you will actually never get off. And this isn't because you get murdered. It's mainly because the train gets stuck in some kind of a weird time loop and actually rides on for eternity. Hmm. Um, There is another version of the legend where the train does stop eventually, but it only stops once a year. And at that point, all the passengers have usually been on the train for so long that they appear to be among the dead and are unleashed into the city in some kind of weird Walking Dead scenario. The truth of the Silver Arrow and Heimland G is perhaps actually more interesting. So the city of Stockholm was running the stripped-down train as a test, and if the public didn't actually seem to be bothered by the bare-bones train, the local transportation agency figured they would be able to construct a kind of cheaper fleet Unfortunately, the people of Sweden thought that the Silver Arrow, a nickname that seems to have popped up as soon as these trains were introduced, looked downright dystopian and had a very big creepiness factor that even if the train was running and relatively empty compared to the grimy old familiar green train, the locals would actually avoid it. So while the Metro used trains as backup during the rush hour for several decades, they were not that popular because the people didn't trust it. As for the Kimlinji construction on the station began just a few years after um, the so-called silver arrow started to run and it was actually never finished because the expected demand for the station um, was tied to the nearby develop- uh, redevelopmental projects that actually never arrived. So the bare look of the station may have reminded people of the Silver Pylon or um, Silver Arrow or, yeah, Silver Arrow? I think, Yeah, the Silver Arrow. Or the people just kind of figured, like, if you come across an abandoned, half-finished subway station, you have already boarded, like, a creepy ghost train, then, like, you're screwed, essentially. They never really finished that station. And then most of the Silver Arrow trains were actually decommissioned until the 1990s and despite the fact that the train hasn't been seen on the track or sorry it was decommissioned I think it was decommissioned prior to the 1990s and despite the fact that the train hasn't actually been seen on the track for generations the legend has unfortunately been passed down to the younger generations of Swedes who still will whisper about its grossly presence um there's still at least one place that out-of-service cars can be seen, and it's at the Stockholm Police Academy. So they're actually used to train, like, the rookie cops on how to deal with, like, um, processing, like... Or, like, to deal with, like, crimes happening on the metro trains and everything. Um, But I guess, like, the people that are being trained to be, like, the cops are also kind of freaked out by it. So I do have... There are a few, like different things associated with the train. Um, one quote I have is it, meaning the, um, the train, is only seen after midnight. It stops only once every year. The passengers in the train seem to be living dead uh, with expressionless, vacant looks. A very common detail is that a person who had just wanted to travel to the next station remained seated for one week in the Silver Pylon. Many girls dared not to enter the trains because they believed that they could be the Silver Pylon. So basically... The Silver Pylon is just doom, essentially, for mm. everyone who believes in it. Basically, because of those, like the whole um, station of Kimlingi and the Silver Pylon have become intertwined. That is believed to be the station to be known as the home of the Silver Pylon, or the station where the ghost train um, does pick up the dead. And although, like the Silver Pylon, um, Kimlingi is very real. The stories that kind of cling to it are very supernatural and creates kind of this fear. One last quote that I have is from um, somebody who is being interviewed, and he says, and I quote, Have I seen Silver Pylon? Sure. Clint Burke says, I have been seated in the metallic trains innumerable times, but I am sorry to say nothing strange has ever happened. Hmm. So, kind of interesting how, like, one type of train that's new from the 60s like sparked this whole idea of ghost trains and haunted stations and just like oh if you see this type of train you know you just don't don't go on it because you'll be part of the walking dead essentially like Hmm. you'll be part of the part of the living dead essentially so I just thought that was really kind of interesting and then just kind of that end quote there of a guy just being like yeah I've seen them and nothing nothing interesting has happened because I feel like that's something that like at least from, like, my side, like, I'm always trying to prove with like, folklore, where it's, like, it's kind of, like, how you went to, like, Emily's Bridge, where you're, like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you hear about all this, like, crazy stuff, and then you go, and you're, like, I know. Nothing, nothing's happening.
1: (laughs) Nothing's here.
0: So, I just thought it was kind of, like, a little bit of a twist, too, of how just, like, one story can kind of just, like, take on a mind of its own, and now generations later, because it's now, like, our generation and the next generation know about these trains, and they think that if they bore them, like, they're gonna be part of like the walking dead so how
1: did you find out about this
0: i literally just looked up like weird folklore from around the world and this came up and i tried to see if there were like other trains too that were kind of haunted um in other countries like i know there's one i want to look into a little bit more that's in japan and it's like a bus that picks people up and like if you accidentally board it like You're going to be on the bus forever. It also kind of reminded me of a Hey Arnold episode from years back of like, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it's like Arnold and his gang are trying to like find like this haunted train, supposedly like this like haunted or ghostly conductor, like Mm -hmm. runs the train and they think that they're on it, but it turns out they're not. Mm. It turns out that they aren't. Um, They're on like this like coal train that's like goes like out of town. So, it kind of reminded me of, like, that story, too. And I think Hey Arnold, like, takes place in supposedly, like, New York or something.
1: So, I wouldn't be surprised
0: if, like, something like that happened or even something like that in, like, Boston. Like, in Boston, we're told all the time if you go out a ghost store, the trains themselves aren't haunted, but the tracks are. So, it's just kind of that interesting idea of, like, are there haunted trains? Like, can trains kind of take you to another dimension kind of thing? Or is there, like, a time Mm -hmm. loop or, like – a rip in, like time or whatever. So I just thought it was kind of interesting.
1: It's like the bus in Halloween Town.
0: Yep. <laughs> that takes you to another dimension. <laughs> One day a year. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a kind of a theme. I guess a specific theme in folklore.
0: Yep. Also, it is kind of terrifying to think of like, oh, I'm just a commuter. It's like I commute. I'm just gonna get on this train and then it's like oh shit I'm in another dimension like why did I get on the train (laughs) it's Uh kind of like a commuter's worst nightmare (laughs) but like I also kind of understand because like the green line at least in Boston we are getting like new trains and I've seen them more and I have to say I don't really trust them as much as I trust like the old school trains Uh like there's just something about them where I'm like they're really nice but that usually means they're gonna break really easily (laughs)
1: Dave was, like, upset when um, they started getting rid of the Orange Line trains Mm -hmm. before they kind of looked like they were from the 70s or something, and he was like, oh, no, they're getting
0: new ones. (laughs) It's just, like, nostalgia, too, because it's, like, I've been in Boston, like, 10 plus years off and on, so, like, I know those trains. To see, like, the new ones is, like, that's weird. It's nice, but it's also, like...
1: I think that's why he was unhappy, too, about it. I don't know if
0: I trust you. all my train memories yeah trains are fun they can be fun yeah sometimes
1: yeah i've always wanted to go on like a longer train ride like i looked at like amtrak ones but they're so pricey like they have specific ones that are meant for being really scenic and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like more for a trip than that having to go to point a to point b type thing but they have like these like panoramic ones that look cool the windows
0: I would love to go there's a train that goes from like somewhere in California I can't remember if it's San Francisco Mm. and it goes to Chicago and it's like four days and I saw this vlog the vlog I don't know I guess she's a video blogger so a vlogger like do a video on it and like it was amazing just like Mm. to see like the different states and like how they're all like are kind of different like geographically wise Mm. and it was really cool and I was like that would be so cool like yeah, you'd be stuck on a train for four days, but like, the views themselves would be like amazing. Yeah, so. I've been
1: on like a sleeper car thing from from Hungary to Czech Republic, and it was like I don't really remember exactly how it looked. That's it probably I don't know fourteen maybe. <laughs> but yeah it was like a legit like, shit like there was an actual bed on it and stuff mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool that would be so cool see
0: that. yeah that's what this one is too like you can get like a sleeper car
1: yeah so yeah. you have
0: like somewhere like sleep for like and mm-hmm. like access to like showers and stuff too but mm-hmm. i don't know i think it'd be really cool
1: and I always like the like um Murder on the Orient Express like the mm-hmm. the type of like old fashioned but fancy train where it's yes. like designed for kind of luxury but yeah, yeah but you you're basically stuck on a train but it's supposed to be like nice yeah like there's some kind of romantic quality about that yeah like,
0: <laughs> That's what you and Dave should do for your honeymoon.
1: (laughs) We thought about it. Like, we've had so much time to plan the honeymoon that literally that was one of the, like, at one point we are even looking at train rides in Switzerland or something like that. Like, yeah, there are some that look so nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, other countries, like, even just the train ride that I was on from, like, London to Edinburgh, like, London to Scotland was amazing.
1: Like, the mm. views were
0: amazing, the mountains yeah, yeah, like the green and the water and the sheep. It was, like, I could just, like, look out my window and be fine for, like, five hours. And it was a five-hour train ride, and I was, like, this is fine. Plus, in the UK, they also have, like, the trolley car that comes through. So, that's fun. Yeah,
1: I want to do that, too. Yeah. We went on a nice train ride in Ireland. It was, like a kind of longish distance one. So Mm -hmm. you could tell it's designed for that. It was like more comfortable than just local city one. Yeah. And that was nice too. And there was also like a hen party going on. And yeah, Yeah. it was so funny. They were like going crazy. They either had a flask on them or, I don't know, they were somehow partaking and it was in the morning. I remember.
0: (laughs) Well, that's like the train I was on to Scotland. Like it was, I think... I think it was, like, nine in the morning, and the trolley comes through. For those of you that don't know, the trolley is, like, this person that has, like, sweets and chips and sandwiches and the stuff. frogs. Yes. They did, actually. Because it was Scotland. They did. But um, he looks at me, and he just goes, oh, do you want some alcohol, miss? And I was like, it's 9 a.m.? <laughs> oh that's so I was funny. like, No, thank you. And he's like, All right, like let me know if you need anything because the train wasn't that busy. And he just kept going. Yeah. And then an hour later they came through again and they were like, Do you want some alcohol, Miss? And I was like, I'm good. And they're like, Are Something you sure? about your face just
1: screams like, <laughs> Please give me alcohol for some reason. Or and it's just like what they're used to, maybe. <laughs>
0: I don't know, and at this point, I'm like, "All right, it's ten o'clock. Like maybe in an hour, I'll want something, but like I'm still good." And they're like, "Okay, great," and they kept going, and then they start shouting down, like, "Alcohol is part of your five a day. Like don't forget that." And I was like, "What? The- what? Five a day? <laughs> like you know how you're supposed to have like your vegetables, your fruits, your fiber, oh my your God. water? Yeah." <laughs> they're like, "No alcohol too," and I was like, "I'm good." But yeah, wow. cheers to Scotland, because let me tell you, if it was in the afternoon, oh, I would have been so wasted by the time oh I got to Scotland. The only thing I was stopping me was that it was like 10 a.m.
1: Right. And if you're like traveling by yourself and it's somewhere yeah. new, like, yeah.
0: Granted, I was like, I was like, well, this train does stop at Edinburgh, so like I don't have to worry about missing my sister.
1: Oh, like the last stop. The last stop. Before. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> but then I was like, I don't think my friend, I think it was a visiting Charlotte at the time, would have, she actually probably would have loved if I was drunk getting off the train at, like, mid at noon. She would have loved that, but um, she probably also would have been like, what the hell, How long of a train ride is that? So, because I, that was when I was coming out of Loughborough where I went to grad school. So, it was an hour train ride. No, it was a half an hour train ride to somewhere else that I had to go. And then I transferred over to another train. That was also stressful as hell because I've never done that before. And I was by myself and I was like, okay, Mm. I just need to get to this train station and then find this train. And hopefully like they won't be late. Mm. So that was stressful. On the way back was fine, but it was also just like, oh God. Okay.
1: Mm.
0: But it was fun. But yeah, no, Scotland, you've your great trains and your great alcohol and I wish America was more like that. <laughs> Granted Amtrak does sell alcohol, but it's just not the same.
1: I can't imagine you drinking on a screen <laughs> by yourself or
0: some because I'm too much of a goody goody.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like you don't enjoy drinking.
0: I feel like. And yet I'm the one that won I'm the one that won the wine bottle at I your know. bridal shower. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny.
1: Yeah, that was hard. We had this, like, I don't know, trivia? We had this, like, matching, what are all these wedding customs, and then, like, match it with what does it actually mean? And you won... And ha- did you get one wrong or two wrong? Or- I got
0: two because I switched two. Right. And if I did not switch those, I would have gotten them all right.
1: And I think that was, like, the best, yeah. Like, I think the next person after you got
0: four wrong or more or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that was hard. It was hard. It was really hard. Like, we were all struggling.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> like, I didn't know that serving cake to your guests led to, like, either – good luck it was either good luck or like more children it's one of those two.
1: Oh yeah it was like more something about fertility yeah. like was that the was that the right one where it was like the crumbs represent the amount of fertility or something there was something about so. crumbs so i was like oh that has to be the cake one
0: and then you were like there are two cake
1: ones oh yeah there were two that sounded related to food but then i don't know there yeah, were like it, some that i thought for sure were right and then they were wrong so yeah. was like
0: okay, it was hard let's just <laughs> like if you ever go to a bridal shower like look up your wedding like folklore before you go because you never know when you'll be tested on it
1: yeah that was interesting i didn't realize there were so many things oh yeah like the blue vein and the left hand mm-hmm. because it's supposed to lead to your heart i was like yeah i've never heard of this and yeah, yeah. like <laughs> okay
0: they were sure. i haven't heard of some of them some of them and i was like oh yeah i know this and then i'm thinking to myself like why did i store this like little piece of information in my brain and that's like i don't know maybe from when like morgan was having her bridal shower or something oh uh, yeah remember. yeah but yeah that was years that was like 10 years ago I don't know. nine. yeah that was a while ago
1: Maybe you've read a lot of romance novels that, for some reason, have a lot of facts about histories of weddings. I
0: don't know. Maybe? Maybe I'm just weird. (laughs) Maybe that's what I should do with my life, is just, like, research, like, wedding folklore (laughs) and write about it.
1: Just have a blog dedicated to just folklore and weddings. It is interesting. Like I feel like that should be a class offered in like high school or something.
0: It is interesting because it's part of like our history. It's like, well, why? Right. Like, why does the man stand to the? the
1: Are these all pagan things or Mm -hmm. no? It was my also one of my questions I had.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Probably I did because Dave gave me a really good idea like I did almost have like folklore weddings as my topic I was this close and then I changed it last minute but he mm. did give me a good idea about a few so I did kind of look at to it and some of these like um traditions are like 3,000 plus years old like it's crazy it's like I think the veil is like 2,000 mm. years old or something even more but yeah it's kind of nuts
1: are veils, like, less of a thing? I was just talking about <laughs> veils with my mom a week ago. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of photos where I feel like brides don't really have veils anymore.
0: Yeah, but I think that's also because, like, depending on the thickness of the veil, they can't really see yeah, when they're walking yeah. down the aisle. So it's, like, which I think is, like, also kind of part of the point of the folklore of wearing the veil. But... A lot of women are just like, no. So they have, like, the one going down, like, the back. They just don't have it, like, on the front. I don't think I'd want to wear a veil. I feel like it's just so,
1: it seems makes it seem so much more formal or conservative. Like, I am, I'll probably have one, but I got a short one at least. I just felt like a long one would be, like, too much with the dress and whatever.
0: I feel like, yeah, I feel like just having, like, a hair piece or something would be fine. Oh,
1: I this is random, but I'm excited. My dresser came today. <laughs> yeah. So Dave basically he did it himself. He I mean it's basically all assembled. He just had to like put the legs on it. So but mm-hmm. the I was very impressed. The um furniture people came, the delivery people. And it says on the website, like, oh, because of COVID, they'll just drop it off at the door. That's what I was expecting. I don't know. I did. It's six drawers and it's maple or walnut. So I didn't really realize how heavy it was. But I don't know. It's just like, okay, let's leave it at the door. We'll figure it out. So then they come here. They're like bringing it into the door. And then they're like oh, where did you want it? Upstairs, blah, blah, blah. And I said to them, I was like, oh, I... Because it said something about how it's an additional charge, but it also sounded like it wasn't an option now because of COVID stuff. But then they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, right. it's up there. We can. They went over to see what the stairs were like, and then they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, that's nice. They, like, brought it upstairs and then just basically left it in my bedroom, and then and then they were leaving and they're like, "Oh, that would have cost you $150." <laughs> Cuz that's how much it, it was it is usually 150 to like have them actually bring it to the room you want and everything. So, I don't know why they were in a friendly Damn. mood or what, but I was like, "Wow, thank you so
0: much." <laughs> I know, I know. You don't question it. You just say thank you and right. you maybe tip yeah. them and yeah. Well, like also, In other news, I have my couch. I got it last week, and those poor delivery men. It took them, like, 15 minutes to get it through my door, and then three minutes to set it up. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, because they were like, where does it go? And I was like, are you bringing it up to my apartment? And they were like, yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, thanks. But, yeah. But, yay! You got your dresser. That's exciting. I just
1: have to actually... um... It was a challenge moving it over. It's I don't know how heavy it is, but it feels so heavy. So now we're just trying to like move it to the right spot, basically. Um, But yeah, and then I don't know. I guess move my old one. My old one is a three drawer like IKEA one to probably put it in the guest bedroom or something. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. So
0: that's how you know when you're an adult. Is when you're excited about a furniture delivery.
1: Because <laughs> I literally have, like, almost, like, piles of clothes on the floor right now. So it's pretty bad. I was, like, I wanted to apologize to the, like, delivery people. Like, please don't look at
0: this. Please excuse my room. Well, that's, that's like, yesterday. I had, um, we had, like, the pest control people come by. Like, okay. all the, like, buildings. And, like, they sprayed for, like, bugs and stuff. So stupid me reading the email from my, like like my maintenance company and I was like okay cool like I'll just take everything off the counters and I'll just take everything out of the drawers and just like shove it all in my bedroom so that's basically where I put all of my kitchen shit was my bedroom and they come in and they're like yeah are you a new tenant and I was like yeah and they're like yeah okay this makes sense like yeah unless you're having an issue like you did not need to empty out your cupboards you just needed to take the stuff off of your countertops <laughs> I was like, oh okay, I'll hmm. know that for next time. So then it took me like an hour to put everything back in. The oh
1: kitchen. interesting.
0: <laughs> yep. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll know for next year or next time you guys come hmm. back to like not take everything so, like, out.
1: The your because, like landlord pays for that? Hmm.
0: Yeah. Which is weird because I did not have this at my old right. place. Right.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard of that before. Hmm.
0: But I guess like they're just worried of, like, everybody being home and remote, that, like, they might have a bigger pest problem. I was like, no, I haven't had any issues. like, do you need us to spray the bathroom? Hmm. And I was like, they did not mention that in that email. They're like, okay, no, if you're not having issues, like, we won't spray. But it took them, like, five minutes. So I was like, great. took you guys five minutes to do something. It's going to take me, like, an hour to put everything back. And every time I went into my bedroom, it was just like, oh, dear God, I have so much kitchen stuff in here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode twenty-two of Oi with the Terror already. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Google Podcast. Is yeah. that right? is that right? Yes. <laughs> and anywhere else a uh, podcast can be listened to, we do drop a new episode every Thursday. If you want to, you can also follow us on Instagram. Our account is at Oi with the Terror already. And if you have any. Things you want us to talk about, look into, or if you just have a weird paranormal experience, you can submit those to our Gmail account, which is oywiththeterroralready at gmail.com. And uh, we hope to see you guys next Bye. week. Bye!